Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. This is Puff. El Presidente is here. The president of the Distillers Association of North Carolina. The CEO of Cultivated Cocktails. Uh, a mom. Uh, a, a wife. Uh, you do. Uh, you wear a lot of hats. Yes. How do you do it all? I drink. Oh, perfect. You came to the right spot. Okay. <laughs> oh, Leah Howard. Yes. Leah Howard. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Howard. Um, that being said, you've been on before. It was very, very successful, but you've changed a lot of things that you do since then. And being the president of this Distillers Association, we need to talk about some things. Certainly, there's going to be an upcoming session and you guys have, I mean, this is pre-COVID. I haven't talked to you like on this format. Certainly, we see each other occasionally on outside of business. Right. Uh, but that being said, what are some of the things that have been changed for you as a proprietor of Cultivated Cocktails? And what what's did the future hold for the distilleries, the 96 distilleries? Uh, I think there's 94 with federal permits and maybe 91 with a state permit. permit. Right okay. So we're going to assume that those others want their state permits. So, so yeah, they're coming. I mean, it's coming. And so uh, you said something actually yesterday that blew my mind. We have more distilleries in this state than they have in Kentucky. That's correct. No, not the volume, but certainly the more small businesses and, mm -hmm. and people um, uh, producing products, which is crazy to say. Yeah, no, we are working on a marketing campaign in the association to call North Carolina the incubator of innovation, which I really don't think is that far off at all. Uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. We've got a lot going on and distilleries are part of it. So how can we help these distilleries? I mean, these are all small business, relatively small businesses compared to some of the giants that are out there. And so Let's support these folks. I do it by drinking. Yes. But I don't, I mean, I drink for the kids. It's for the students. That being said, how can we help you as a small business owner and the El Presidente or your excellency? I don't know if I should curtsy or if there's a secret handshake that you guys do. Maybe yeah, our, our VP calls me El Jefe. I'm not sure how. <laughs> that, I mean, that <laughs> means know, the boss. Whatever. I I, I'm, I'm fine with whatever. Um, <laughs> so what's the mission of the association? Let's start there. So I actually don't know our mission statement verbatim, but essentially the mission is to support and grow the industry and the distilleries in North Carolina. It's pretty simplistic. We don't we are not trying to be like crazy or, you know, really redefine anything. We're just trying to give support to small businesses and and distilleries. In North Carolina, the association was established when we could not even sell a bottle in the distillery. So, so for folks that don't know, this is a liquor control state. It's not like you can go across the street to a gas station or a grocery store. You have to go to what we refer to as an ABC store here, which is the Alcoholic Beverage Commission. That's the only place you can buy spiritus liquor in the state of North Carolina, unless you're a distillery, Correct. which has recently changed. Yeah. Well, so that changed in 2000 and. 17. 17. Yep. And then again in 2019, the amount of bottles that we could sell was increased. So that was really helpful because we had to keep track of every single person that came in, the bottles they purchased and how long they could, they had to wait a year before they could purchase. So, so you more. had to keep that record for a year? Yes. Well, 
Well, I think we had to keep the records for five years, but we at least had to go back and be able to check like, oh, you know, you were here March 31st of 2022. So now you can't come again until March 31st of 2023 and buy anything. That's that's a really great way to tie the hands of a small business owner. 100%. Yeah, that's, that, that's not a great model at all. No, I mean, so the idea is you could go to the ABC stores and buy it. Sure, sure. But that is really the leading way that, that you and other consumers can help is because ABC stores, they are a retailer and retailers don't pick up products for sale that don't sell. Which which was a point you made. And, and truth be told, we were talking about this yesterday. Like if I lived in Charlotte and I came over here, had an amazing experience at Cultivated Cocktails or one of the other amazing distilleries around here. And I picked up a bottle of your gin. I went home. I enjoyed it responsibly in moderation. And it took me a while to finish the bottle, say 20, 30 uh, days days and I wanted to go out to my local ABC store if there was no sell through or there, there's no awareness and there's other play, it, they wouldn't pick it up so there's no way for them to even get it locally even though it's produced in the state correct yeah I mean technically they can go to the ABC store and they can ask for it yes um, the ABC store does not have to pick it up if you asked for it now if you're a restaurant and you ask for it they legally do have to bring it in Interesting. But if you're just a regular old Joe, then they're like, no, we don't have to get it. Or or they'll be like, yeah, absolutely. We'll get it um, and we'll sell it or whatever. We'll call you when it gets in. Some of them will. Some of them won't. They are independently run stores, um, but government regulated. Each store is technically, quote unquote, I suppose, staff of the state, but every- So, so they're considered state employees for that. Yes, I'm pretty sure. But they are also, so they don't all have to follow. They don't have to use the same point of sale systems. They don't all function the same. So in Asheville, we have 10 stores and the managers of each store run the stores. And the guy over the managers is like, that's you. You run your little store the way that you want to run it. I will handle the you know, big logistics and probably the monetary things that happen all over all 10 stores, right? Yeah. But he doesn't mix and mingle in the everyday. Some stores, some counties are like the complete opposite of that. I have four stores. I'm going to run every single one of them. Don't go to my managers. Come only to me. They Hmm. can do it however they want. Sure, which is super confusing. It's confusing to the consumer, but it's also confusing to the producer. The producer as to how how do we communicate with these people and give them what they need and and follow the regulations that have been set for us, but still but still find a, a good way to communicate. And I mean, there's there's literally no way to track any kind of like client retention management, right? And it and sure. in that business one on one, like where's your CRM program? <laughs> well, we don't really have one. And, yeah. and it's just Well Steve comes in once a week and we see him that but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so, gotcha. I gotcha. So you know, ABC stores awareness, getting that out there, getting them to order it. Um and and letting our Letting people know that, like, I think people get a little nervous when they go in ABC store, right? Because it's like, oh, this is the store. Like, I have to come in here and it's, you know, it's not like a regular. Nobody gets nervous when they go in the grocery store. I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe somebody does. But uh, Anybody with social anxiety, sure. maybe. But it, it, <laughs> but, but it is a different feel when you have to go somewhere to get something. Uh, it, no, I, I understand what you're saying. So it's not like you're going to walk in there and be like, well, you don't have what I want. And I was wondering where I could get it. And can you order it with me? And let's have a casual conversation. Because that's 
not the environment that they're putting out there. And and I don't even know if that's really intentional. That's just that's just the because feel you that's, get for sure. Yeah. And then it's state regulated and, and all of them are the same look and feel for the most part, you know? Um, so it's just a it's just a really interesting seller's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, if we do the work to get it out there and make it popular, we hope that they would do the work in picking it up for us. That would make sense, right? Right. So And ultimately it's more revenue for the state. It is more revenue for the state. And that's what it, I mean, really, that it boils down to the state wants their tax. Correct. Just, I mean, that's where some of the disconnect had been for a long time. Like, how are we going to tax this stuff? Well, you're still going to get your money, even if I sell it at our yeah. place. I still have to fill out that form, form every month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's you're going to get your And yes. I know that they were concerned about that for a while, but it, it was one of those things where it's we're not bootlegging. I mean, we're not going to risk our federal license to to sell a bottle of booze. That's absurd. Right. Well, that is actually the exact verbiage that we've been using <laughs> is to say like, no one is more concerned about making sure there's not underage drinking, not over serving, ensuring the that, you know, there's responsibility behind it. Yeah. And that we're not breaking any laws than distilleries. Because, because you're under a microscope from the get-go. Right. And it isn't like super cheap to start a distillery. No, no, So, no. you know, we're not going to bet our entire business on some bottle that we gave to somebody hoping that they would like it illegally. Like, that's not a thing. I mean, it is a thing probably. I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm just saying we as a whole in the industry the hoop, the, play it carefully. The crazy amount of hoops that you guys have to go through to get the license to do what you do. There's no way you're going to put those at risk. It doesn't make any sense. Absolutely not. It's just absurd. And and the state is, you know, you're falling under the federal guidelines. Now you're falling under state guidelines. What can we do as consumers of these products? I know that the association is looking at hopefully changing laws to make it more advantageous for these producers in the state. So what is on the docket? What, 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 what do you see coming down the pipeline? So leveling the playing field is what right. kind of what what it boils down to. We've always kind of since we really started into legislation and and having our lobbying efforts and and whatnot, we've really stuck with the same motto, which is parity with beer and wine, right? And of course, they've grown as we've been doing this, and they've uh, gotten additional things that they've been able to do now, right? So they just keep trickling ahead, and we just keep like finding the new like things. But we are creating relationships with their lobbyists and and their you know and CRLA, for instance, or whoever that that might be helpful. So we are coming together and creating a parity. We are still very far behind on a lot of things that like direct to consumer shipments. Uh, bottle sales at events and things like that. And even cocktail sales at events, um, we are limited to one and it has to be an agricultural event. And that's neither one of those things actually are something that is for wine and beer. Right. I'm pretty sure Brugaloo is not an agricultural event. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> so that example, if you're at an event and you get a ticket for a cocktail, you can get that cocktail, but you couldn't get another one where you could drink beer all day. You could absolutely drink beer all day. But you could only. But you could only have one cocktail. <laughs> That's absurd, right? We'd like to think that they do that because you know 
we are so much more special that we are limited, but that is not the case. Well, the thing too is, is if you're looking at the amount of alcohol in a 12 ounce beer, that's 6% or a quarter and a half ounce shot at 40%, there's actually more ethanol in that beer. Oh yeah. No, and alcohol is alcohol. You know, we always say this and I'll be honest and maybe it's just my tolerance level. I don't know. I can consume spirits and it obviously has an effect on me, but one or two glasses of wine and I'm done. Like, I, yeah. you know, different different things have different effects on different people, sure. right? So we can't really, you can judge it some, but not all on percentage. So the idea is to level the playing field. Yes. Being able to do the things that other industries that also contain alcohol do in the state. And I know that there was talk about the, the festivals in particular. What else? We've been in sort of throwing some ideas around about being able to at least sell the first bottle to a mixed beverage. Like, so that's bars, restaurants, people who use it behind the bar. So being a control state, we have this little sticker on the back of those bottles and a a bar restaurant will go to an ABC store and they will pay an additional tax on that bottle already taxed. We've been taxed. It's been taxed and taxed and taxed, right? Double taxation is illegal. Triple and more. We're good to go. (laughs) So this is where we're at. So this is... And the markup's like 50% already. It's ridiculous. Right. Anyway, that's I know. So... so they want to see that sticker on the bottle and they want to get that MXB tax for the state. So they're like, there's no way you're going to be able to sell direct to the restaurants because how do we, whatever. And so now we have a commissioner who's like, well, what can we do to make that work? And and we, to be fair, logistically don't want to deliver cases to restaurants across the state. That's great that the state does that for us. Yeah. Um, but, but to get that initial sale, right? The and, initial and, sale, and have the your sales staff talk mm-hmm. to the person and 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 describe the product that you guys make and what to do with it is going to be important for that initial sale. Because if they don't know what's out there, why would they bring it in? Right, right. I mean, you can go in as a beer or wine rep and you can do a little tasting right. and you can right then and there be like, so did you want some cases? I, I've got them with me or I'll have them delivered to you tomorrow, yeah. whatever, right? And we can't do that at all. We just have to walk away hoping that they remember to put our code in for whatever liquor it was that they liked when on their they next to, order. On their next order whenever they do that. And if for some reason it didn't make it in on that order, truck was too full, whatever, it doesn't then get just put on the next order automatically. It just goes away. Yeah. So then they have to remember to reorder. Out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And it's just, we could help the state make more money if we could have that initial sell. The fact that you just said that out loud <laughs> makes me cringe to think that they don't want that. It makes no sense. Well, and it, and to be completely honest, the environment right now is great to say that out loud because we have people that are listening. Yes. So, you know, and the four people that listen to this show, the four gonna, people that listen to this show <laughs> can call North Carolina and tell them um, that this is what. They, but honestly, the commissioner for the ABC, um, like commission right now, is is great. Uh, we have a lot of legislators that are on board with changes. Well, they could see the potential for more revenue, and they can use that money for education. Right. So people understand how to drink in moderation if they or yeah. to help people that have problems. I mean, maybe we maybe we can't have like the the distillery trail for education 
but we have the lottery. Yeah, for edu- uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, if North Carolina went there. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. I get it. Um, What else would you guys, I mean, it's not like you're trying to take away or like the system. You you want to work, first of all, within the guidelines, within the system and just make it more advantageous for the people to to make sales at what they're producing. Right. And we don't want to take away the system. The system works really well for small craft uh, businesses that are starting up. And so that is great. And we support the system. Uh, we that That's one of the things I think that people would be like, wait, what? Yeah. No, people all the time are like, I'm sorry. What? We, we would assume you want to abolish the system, but we really don't. Um, it, we, there's no price gouging. There's no, not no, no, a, yeah, you know, they're we're all in the same playing field. Yes. You can't have crazy discounts. So, you know, we can't have you that, know. you know, single vodka that starts with a T come in and be like, I'll give you 10 cases for free. Yeah. And, you know, that's illegal in North Carolina. So we can compete We have if we have a space on the shelf. In shelf space is limited, no matter where you're at. Right. And, and here you have to be at the ABC store. So I understand fighting for that shelf space because even in the beer world, in the wine world, there's so many spots where you can put that stuff. So I think everyone can understand that. Right. That your bottle has to have a place on the shelf at the store. Yeah, absolutely. And and North Carolina section was something that we all, all originally thought would be good to showcase North Carolina. But really, it's where a lot of the products that weren't as crafted or as well received in the very beginning and early days of North Carolina distilling coming up and coming. And so now in the North Carolina section is kind of where things go to die. Yeah. And we've all agree, right? The association agrees with that. The distillers agree with that. The ABC commission agrees with that. And the, and the boards for the stores agree with that. And yet it's still there. No, I think we are working to take it away okay. actually. Because um, why wouldn't your gin be with the rest of the gin? Well, so that's what we're like. And then they have like a hand tag. category makes the most sense. And we've talked about putting little tags that say North Carolina on it. And and all those will look different. And these are all efforts that the the board, ABC boards, like they're not the commission, but the actual stores and and their association. And then our association and the agricultural department have all kind of come together and created in collaboration. So it makes sense. It makes so much sense. And it's wild that it's taken us this long, but, but we are headed in a good positive direction for sure. Yeah. Speaking of positive direction, we're going to do a little segment on the show called Booze Clues. And I know you dabble in out things outside of what you make. Occasionally, I've seen you drink cocktails. Uh, I've seen you drink a glass of wine. Uh, I've seen you murder a pint of cider, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> what I've poured you today uh, was something that I found at a local ABC store, and I'm very excited to try it. Uh, I would be curious to see what you smell and what you uh, taste and what you uh, kind of get in this particular spirit, because I'm, um, hmm, I'm kind of very excited about it myself. What are you smelling? Mm, I get a like a creamy vanilla. I get that a little bit too. I get a little bit of like um, a little baked apple pie, a little spice. I can yeah. see that. Almost a, um, mm, it's on the tip of my tongue I there. I get a little cherry. I could see that. The cherry, it's almost like a, it reminds me of creaminess though like I, not that you can smell creamy like that, no, 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 that but, sounds crazy but, but there's there's a, there's a coating that happens. there's a coating yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. it definitely has it definitely is you know and so i'm drawing will, some I, legs down I, the glass well here, so. i will and that that's going to indicate you know that there's it's boozy it's boozy <laughs> yeah it's going to be 115 proof so i want you to just be careful when you go to sip it um 
I'm pretty excited about this stuff. So I've been, uh, I thought it would be a special occasion that we broke it out. So. Yeah, I'm not mad about so it. So go ahead and taste it and see what you think. Mm. That, wow. I mean, to be 115 proof. That's crazy. That is. That's dangerous. Incredibly smooth. I definitely get the rye. I get yep. some more of that cherry at the end. I get some other mm, like bread crust. Yeah. Just very subtly. I don't know. There's a lot of really interesting things happening in it. A little bit of a, a little bit of more of a maple and less apple. I see. I can tell mm-hmm. you so like, but I'm almost more mm-hmm. mapley like a. Mm-hmm. Get a little peach that time. But I tell you that if it hit my lips and didn't burn at 115 proof, and it's winter, yeah. So you know they're chapped. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Mm. There's a beautiful chew to it. It makes mm-hmm. me want to mm, 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 mm. you like make weird noises. <laughs> Well, I know I just like sh- like shifted my teeth back and forth. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's wow, that's some really brilliant, real um, complex flavors, but also just a a really nice blankety mouthfeel. Yeah, this like, is this is a great by the fire. No winter right? snow. Like it is like super cold outside, yeah. and you're wrapped in a blanket, and you have a glass of this, and it's time for night night. Right. Um, it is Knob Creek single barrel select rye. Um, it's at 115 proof, like I had mentioned. Uh, it is, uh, wow, this is delicious. Is this are- where we get to sing, we just figured out booze clues? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I haven't got a cease and desist yet, but for the four people listening, it's probably. I don't think that uh, booze is is really the same concept clue-wise. It's all in one place. <laughs> That's all the clues are in one well, spot. Well, I mean, you're picking different things out of the glass. But they're all in the glass. <laughs> we could find another paw print. <laughs> we both have kids, so that's even funnier. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, we're looking for leveling the playing field, and we're trying to elevate uh, all the folks uh, in the distillation industry, certainly with an we said 91 that have their DSP. Yeah, I think it's 91. Uh, you know, and it's changing daily, honestly, literally. It's just, no, no, it's, I can't keep track. I can't. And, and, and my job is to, you know, as far as across the street is help these folks. If they need help, contact me. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, a resource. And certainly if I don't know the answer, I might know somebody that does or works in the industry somewhere else. But it's one of those things where I'm pretty excited about uh, all the different flavors that are coming and all of the different uh, expressions. And so there's a, a lot of really, really interesting things um, that are happening in this industry. And, you know, it's kind of where people are creating and just really going, uh, I want to say above and beyond the status quo that people have been drinking for a while. There's nothing wrong with drinking what people have been drinking for a while. But, I mean, you guys are experimenting. I've had some really, really interesting things as of late from a lot of folks uh, that, you know, are using unusual ingredients that may not have been uh, used before. So it's kind of one of those things where why wouldn't they be on the shelf at the ABC? Right. Well, it's it's work to learn, right? All these things. And it isn't legal for us to go in there and educate them by doing a tasting with the staff. With the employees? Yeah, no. You they can't, can't go and- taste it and we, yeah, no. Um, I mean, now, if they come and they show up to my distillery and they're like, oh, I work at the ABC store on Tunnel Road, there's not, this is their personal time and this is what they're doing and that's completely fine. Yeah. But we can't 
go show them what our products are like. Which is interesting because this bottle is an Asheville ABC staff pick. Right. 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 So, they, so they do that on their own time. They do that on their own time or they do that because they know. I mean, Knob Creek is known. Yeah, you know, right? it, it's I phenomenal. mean, it's not like it's, it's good stuff. It, and, and so it's easy to just pick what we already know, especially since there are no avenues to learn new things. Well, and the other thing too, in, in the defense of the employee on their time off, it would be a cost that they would have to accrue. It's kind of silly that you can't go in and, hey, here's our product. Now, there are two times a year, a manager's meeting for all mm-hmm. the ABC stores. And it happens in Wilmington and it happens in Asheville. So, okay. you know, those are, or maybe it's Charlotte, Nashville. I don't know, but it's always in Nashville, which is like the only thing that's always in Nashville. So I'll take it. But um, there we do tastings. Now you have to do a product that has been out less than 18 months or, and a staple, right? If you want. Oh, so you like could a be flagship. like, here's okay, this it. one that you guys already know about or like whatever. And then here's our new one. Um, but I don't know if you can just show up and do only the flagship. I don't know if you have to have something new. I've never not had something new when we went, but we guys are always innovating, which is the fun thing. Yeah, we've always got something usually. Yeah. So even during COVID, we put something out. So it's never been a problem for us. However, it is a problem when you are in a room full of very large and and very hefty monetarily backed other brands. Producers, sure. And you know, it's a good time for these managers. I don't blame them. They're going to go around and like, oh, this is cool. And oh, I love this stuff. Take this, you know. Do yeah. By the time they get to you, it might be it might be they don't care. It might well, be they're too, it, gone, too far. Like palate fatigue sets palate, in with this stuff. Right. Very I've quickly. had a lot of people that I've talked to store managers say, I just can't taste it all. Right. Like there's it, no way. There's you no can. way. Nor and I'm like, sh- honestly, totally nor get should it. you. Nor should you. Right. Honestly, you could, even if you were spitting it out. It doesn't matter. It's still a palate fatigue. And, and be some some absorption of something, right? And and so it's just a lot. So really and truly getting a little bit more intimate with their staff, not just the managers, right? Yeah. And and really being able to educate them. That is something that we should be able to do. Agreed. Um, not on not with a cost to them. Right. Like let's bring we that, bring that, them to us, but I can't bring the states full ABC stores no, to no. Nashville, and you know what I mean. It, like the thing too is it's uh it would be like on their if they were getting paid to learn about their job, it would make more sense. Right, and we can as an industry can like as distilleries to have a education piece that we can do, where we can actually do cocktails and tastings. Yeah, for places, um, as long as we are just that's the education piece, right? Sure. Um, but not for those ABC stores. We cannot give them anything. Like I can't even. I, I, I understand know. they can't have anything, but if they can't taste what you're making, how? As someone who used to work behind a bar and sell booze, and like that would drive me insane. Like right. this new product comes in, I can't tell anybody about it because I never have had it. Right. That would be frustrating. Now, if they go and do their own thing, sure. Well, that's, you know, I don't know. But then I'm not there to be like, oh, let me tell you how we did it and what the story is and why it's called this. And, you know, it's it's very frustrating. No, no, no. I, I could see that that chicken and the egg thing right there. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for being here. Once again, dealing with me for an extended period of time. You've already served your penance. You've done your good deed for the month. And so uh, thanks. 
Of course. You stop by anytime. This has been a lot of fun, as always. Uh, thanks for giving me an excuse to buy this bourbon or uh, this rye whiskey. I appreciate it. And thank you to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms uh, for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks once again, Danny. Uh, those apple cider donuts you're making, I have now gained five pounds. Appreciate that, bud. Uh, thanks again, Leah. Stop by anytime. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.